You're listening to Yale Radio WYBC. This is Brainerd Carey with the lives of the artists, architects, curators, and more. Today on our show, I'm talking with Jorge Maki. Jorge, thanks so much for talking with me today. Hi, thank you for your invitation. Jorge, you're in Buenos Aires now, and we're going to talk about some of your work and, um, and exhibitions. Um, so at the moment, you have a you know, piece at the Alexander Bonin Gallery, and we could talk about that a little bit because I've, I've been down there and looking at it. But you also have a big show at the, um, the National Gallery. So let's talk about that. What's happening, what's happening there? Okay. Um, so I am taking part in an exhibition at the, um, at the National Gallery in Washington. Uh, it, it is a show called The Double, uh, created by uh, James Meyer. And uh, I, I am showing there a piece called Parallel Lights. Um, this piece is, uh, has two panes of glass, uh, 60 by 80 centimeters each, and they are one uh, beside the other on, a, on the platform. And they are broken, but they are broken exactly in the same way. So the, the drawing that is made after, the, after they, they were broken are exactly the same. So this is a, a situation that is extremely uh, impossible, but there is a very, very, um, there, is, there is a possibility that, that this happened. Uh, so you feel when you are in front of this world that, that this is something that is very strange but at the same time you are in front of it, so you know it is real. Um, I remember the first time I did this work, it was in 1996 during a residency in Rotterdam, and, and the first image I had was, was the image of a, of a couple that lived together for 80 years, more or less, and now they are very close to die, and they are one beside the other on the bed, and they are almost the same, so they copied each other each other lines. Um, so I, uh, every time I, I think of this work, um, I think there is a first moment, that is a, a moment of uh, chance. So this, uh, the, the glass is broken by chance, so you cannot, pre, uh, uh, you cannot calculate the, the lines of the, of the broken glass. And then there is a second moment of obsession, so the second glass copies perfectly the, the first one that was broken by chance. Um, so th this this method, or maybe it's not a method, but the way I did it, uh, is is uh, became something very important for other works that came afterwards. For example, um, Buenos Aires tour that, that is an object book that I, uh, I did in uh, 2003 in collaboration with a musician and a writer. That is uh, an alternative uh, guide of Buenos Aires that is based on a, on a glass broken on the map of Buenos Aires. So you have, you have there eight itineraries that correspond to the, to the lines of the broken glass. And then I selected uh, 46 spots on these lines. They seem to be important touristically, but in fact they are not important at all. So um, what, what we did in, in this occasion was to start with this first moment of chance, and then we followed precisely or obsessively 
the, the drawing that was, uh, that was designed by chance. Um, and, this, and, and, and this also seems, I mean, has a relationship or, or, or not to, um, to Duchamp and, um, and his broken glass, does it? Which also uh, had an element of chance, though it was quite different than the way you approached it. But um, does, it, does it also relate to that? Yes, sure. <laughs> yes, this is, this is um, a very important influence. Uh, but I, I imagine that Duchamp is a very important influence for everybody now. So it, it is almost impossible to see an exhibition nowadays and not think of Duchamp. Um, but yes, there is a very direct influence of, of some works by Duchamp in, in, this, in this work. Um, but in, uh, for me, it was important uh, this, this Buenos Aires tour uh, work, this book, because it was, it was a moment I, I came back to Buenos Aires after two or three years uh, doing residencies abroad. And at that time, that was 1998, it was a moment that I decided to have um, Buenos Aires as a base. So to work there, to work here, I would say, and then to maybe to show my work everywhere, but to know that Buenos Aires was was space, so the place where I, I wanted to come back after after showing somewhere. Um, uh, so maybe the, this Buenos Aires tour that I find it is uh, it is based on the other lights uh, work that is now in the double is is a, is a very important work for me because uh, it, it, it is a sign of that time that I decided to, uh, to have Buenos Aires as a base. And that's very interesting because there's this whole idea of, 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 of the double. I mean, of course, it's the whole show, but, um, but relating to also Buenos Aires as a, as a base, um, that, that's important to you because that's also, of course, your home, but does it, is, it, is it also important in terms of the kind of work that you're making? Your studio practice is, is different there? Well, um, I cannot say that I have um, a regular way of working in my studio uh, because I am, I am working in different uh, media. And sometimes I, I paint and sometimes I, uh, I, I make sculptures or videos or installations or sometimes I, I project uh, site-specific installations. Um, so I, I don't have a, a particular way of working uh, in my studio. Um, but, for example, I, I was trained as a, as a painter, and the, show, the, sorry, the, the piece I am showing at, the, at Alexander Boni now is, is a piece I did in 2012, I think. And it's, it's a watercolor. Uh, taking the, the transparencies that all these that, that these rows of uh, the danger tape has when when, it, when, the, when the when the tape is rolled. Uh, so um, in this case, I uh, uh, I find this image interesting uh, because you have transparencies and at the same time you have the word uh, danger. So there is a strange dialogue between the subtlety of, of the transference and, and the, the meaning of the word. 
Well, and it also seems to be timely, right? As you say, that piece is, I think, from 2011. And um, it, it also, I mean, if I'm not reading into it too much, has a, has a political relevance, you know, mm-hmm. now because um, it feels like we're yes. in a dangerous time. It feels like there should be danger tape everywhere. Um, and in this case, <laughs> yeah, you're kind of looking through it. Yeah, the transparencies mm-hmm. are, are kind of beautiful. And, of course, it's danger also in, in Spanish, mm-hmm. right? Peligroso, it, it looks like. Yes. Um, well, uh, I, uh, I find interesting your, uh, your view about, about this work because uh, sometimes it, it is better not, not, to, not to be so uh, closed to uh, different ways of, of reading the, the works. Uh, this is why I, I, I try not to make interpretations about my, my own work. So I, I prefer to be to be open, not to, uh, for example, uh, not to um, um, uh, not to give some like, political explanations about my work. I prefer that they they live there the way they they are, and maybe there is somebody like you that make this interpretation. Right, that's true. Where we we all bring our own interpretations to it. I, I, I yes, yeah, sometimes I hesitate to to do that, um, you know, there's, and I've seen other of your work at, at Alexander Bonin, and, and there's a, there's an incredible range, of course, to the mediums and what you're doing. Uh, one, one work that, that I loved was, um, was Broken Bone, and, um, ah, yes. <laughs> you know, that's, um, that's watercolor, that's a, that's a watercolor, but, you know, of, of course, you've worked in sculpture and all these different mediums, um, but there was also so, something very, very beautiful and, of course, upsetting about that. And uh, w- without reading into it, it's, it's, it's um, I mean, you can tell me about it. But as I remember it, the, the, the papers were even slightly different colors. There was, there was a kind mm-hmm. of uh, something beautiful to it. The bone was also, you know, in, in a sense broken because it was a, a diptych uh, and, and, yeah. and they were apart. So... Um, Yes, it, 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 I remember it was um, the, so the bone is broken because it is it is drawn or it is painted in two uh, in two papers. So um, the paper has uh, uh, different the two papers have different colors. So one is more yellowish, and and you feel that uh, that there is something that is broken, but it's not uh, just the the bone that is broken, but the representation of the bone, the bone is broken, uh, and also this, the support of the of this of this drawing. Um, I don't know. Uh, I, I think um, more generally, and I'm not talking about some specific works, I am obsessed with the with the visual uh, language. So I think there is, there is something specific about, about visual uh, language. And, and this, this is something that, that, that cannot be replaced by, by text. And I, I feel quite uh, upset when, when, I, when, I, when I go to exhibitions and I, I feel that the, the text is replacing the, the, the visual language. Uh, so uh, when, when I work, I, I try to... to to take all the, the, the elements from, from the visual language, I try to, to express myself through, 
to the visual language and not to um, to, to relay on 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 language. Uh, I feel sometimes there is a temptation of uh, of of the translation between uh, uh, between text and, and and visual language, and because I, it seems that it's easier to go from from the image to the text. Um, but I prefer the relation that music has with with, uh, with text. So it seems that it's quite impossible to translate uh, music into, into words. So maybe this is the the, um, the the reason why I am working uh, several times with music, because I I I feel there is something in music that cannot be translated, and I love that. I I. Um, I, I prefer not to not to um, trust a lot on on text. I prefer to to stay on visual language and, and maybe uh, musical language. I like that. You know, that's, that's so clear. And and perhaps there's another piece that we could talk about that relates to it. There was uh, a piece you made called "All the Words in the World." Um, and that's a piece from this year, I believe, cement and styrofoam, right? So this looks like a, it's an installation. It looks like a keyboard that you can see through. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and perhaps, you know, at the, at the, I hope I'm not reading into it too much, but that speaks a little bit to what you're, you're talking about, right? There's a, exactly. there's a language, there's a visual language that we, uh, that's visual, right? Where it's not about words. It's not about, the, and, and so in this case, it almost seems to talk about the process because all the letters are missing in this keyboard. We're, we're looking through yeah. it. We're looking at something uh, visual. Um, I mean, having said that, isn't there also, there's a certain amount of literacy in the world, right? There's, there's um, many people can read, but there's also um, visual literacy, isn't there? Just like there's, there's musical literacy, you know, there's understanding, mm -hmm. there's listening, there's, there's how deep you're listening. Do you think that's the same case with 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 visual art? I mean, how how closely are people listening? I mean, because I, I agree with you completely, and with this with this uh, you know art that sometimes needs too many words. That's that's unfortunate. Um, is do you think that has something to do with with visual literacy? Are we are we losing our ability mm -hmm. to 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 look and understand? I mean, that's part of what your work is. I would imagine, but just to talk about that idea, perhaps. I, I, it, I think it's difficult to to answer this question because I, I think we are so uh, used to uh, to read explanations about the work, a work of art before before seeing it, uh, that maybe it, it became something like an attitude. When, when you go to a museum, you first go to the label and then you see the text on the, on the wall, and then uh, you see the work. But when you see the work after reading this, this two uh, information, you are not bridging anymore. <laughs> so, and and, and I, I think this is a problem. I, I think museums um, should, cha should change this, this, this approach. To the works of art, I, I imagine there must be another another way to um, to get close to the to the people going to a, to a museum. Because I know I know there is an, a kind of anxiety 
when 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 somebody enters a, a room in the contemporary art museum, uh, uh, and maybe when, when this person that 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 is anxious about the, the meaning of what what he or she is seeing uh, goes to the text, and sometimes the text gives an, an explanation, but this is not the explanation of the work. So it's something like uh, there is uh, um, a side explanation. So it's, it's not the core of, of the work. Um, so sometimes I think about these these texts on on the exhibitions in museums, and and I feel they are something like anti-anxiety pills. You understand this? <laughs> yes. So, because they they give you a, a pill and then you feel better, but in fact you don't understand what what, what is happening in that with that work, because there is something happening there that, that is not uh, resolved by, by this pill. Um, so I, I I feel that that there is um, uh, the approach must be made through visual language and not through through text. Uh, and maybe this, this work that you talked about, uh, the, all the words, all the words of, of uh, I don't, uh, all the words of, of the world, um, is related to that. So it is a wall with the shape of a, of a, of a keyboard of a computer. So you know there were letters there before, but now the, these spaces are empty. So you know that there were letters, and you know that, that there is a text, or there are thousands of texts that could be made with these letters, but there, are, there, are not, there is no text, finally. And so what you see, finally, is, is a sculpture that is made on, in concrete, and maybe you are, you are there and there is no text, uh, but there is a possibility of thousands of texts. I like that. You know, it's, it's so interesting, to, the idea of, of course, the museum should be the reverse, right? We shouldn't be reading about it. We should be looking first, right? And it's, and it's the opposite. And, and to, to talk about that a, a little bit, because this is, of course, your world and, and a lot of what, your, what some of these ideas and works are about, you know, I, I wonder how that would be accomplished, because I, I know that there was a a new in, in in the United States, there was a new kind of way of looking at work, which is when children, especially or adults, come into museums. Uh, you'd have someone there looking at the painting, and they say, "What do you see here? You know, what do you notice?" <laughs> and you know, children or people say, "Oh, I, I see flowers. Oh, I, I I see a person. I see this." <laughs> you know, and, and 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 that also seems, you know, that's they're trying to get away from words. They're trying to make people look right they're trying to approach things in a different way but i'm not sure that works entirely either you know if they're looking at something no. like all, all the words no. in the world you know what are you seeing here you know the children would say i i, I think a keyboard you know, i don't know what it is you know um so, so how, no, but how the point the, the point yeah. there is is that maybe uh, uh you're asking people to understand what, what is represented there and representation is just just one uh, detail on, on on a piece of art, on a painting, for example. So maybe you have to talk about color, you have to talk about um, uh, texture, you have to talk about formats. It is not the same to have a painting that is 20 by 20 centimeters than two meters by two meters. Uh, 
So there are lots of elections that were made by the artists. And maybe as an artist, you can talk, we can talk about the, the, the elections we made in the process of producing a work of art. And maybe this is the way. Uh, I, I think the last thing an artist can do is to make interpretation of his own work. Because this is this is very, uh, I think it's, uh, it's it's not worth, and I think it's very dangerous because everybody thinks that the interpretation of of the artist is is the best interpretation, and and I I am always saying that my interpretation is 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 like any other interpretation, but so finally I I uh, I, I decide not not to make interpretations about my own work, so is uh, I I can. The only thing I can do is to talk about decisions I made in the process of producing this work. And and so I I, I think that's so interesting, and that's a, that's a also a fascinating way, as you're saying, to approach um, literacy. I mean, I didn't expect to be talking just about literacy here, and I hope I'm not pushing that too much. But but is but it's to talk about. Is to talk about that. What are the, as you said, the decisions the artist is making here? Why are these decisions being made? That that's that's perhaps a way for uh, yeah, viewers sure. to, to to get involved in a, in, a, in, yeah. in in the in, in the works that that you make, but really um, many artworks. That, that seems to be such an important issue, isn't it? Yeah, sure. It, 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 when you see a, a work of art, uh, you, you can. Uh, imagine the amount, the big amount of decisions the artist took in the process of producing it. And I think this, uh, this amount of decisions are very important to understand the work, but not just the object, but understand the object and, and the, the artist that produced it. Mm. So uh, to reduce the work to its uh, representation, for example, is is just one side of the of the of the phenomenon. I like that. I I completely agree. Uh, Jorge, I I want to um, ask you one more question, which is off topic. But what are you reading at the moment? Uh, I am reading a text, uh, a book by uh, Mariana Enriquez, who is an, uh, an Argentinian writer, and. Uh, it is a fantastic book because it is uh, it is called my my trips to the cemeteries. So she's obsessed with cemeteries, and and every every time she went to a uh, city, she went to the cemetery, and she has a book with all these um, details about uh, the cemeteries itself and uh, the people that were by there, and maybe some histories about the, the city. Uh, around the, the cemetery. It's a fascinating book, really. It's a fascinating book. Jorge, I want to thank you so much for talking with me today. I wish you well with the show in the National Gallery. For listeners, there's links here to learn more. Jorge, thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks to you. Uh, it's a lovely uh, conversation. You're listening to Yale Radio WYBC. This is Brainerd Carey with the lives of the artists, architects, curators, and more. <laughs>